0: Welcome to Foot Guns. It is Thursday, January 11th, um, actual BTC ETF, first day of trading. And uh let's just get into it, Hal. What's going on? How did you uh how are you positioned going into this and how how is the uh how did you approach trading this uh this momentous event?
1: Yeah, um I mean I've been long bitcoin mining stocks for a while now from uh like last november um Mm -hmm. basically when their their earnings came in and i that was sort of my proxy for this uh etf trade uh took a lot of profit already along the way up um and then today why did you pick why did you pick the
0: miners can we just stop on that why why the miners yeah well i mean futures etf or other micro strategy or other i had
1: I basically went over every single um, uh bitcoin related stock that there's really not that many of them right so uh, uh-huh. uh, and and just looked at the history of of how they performed during sort of Bitcoin bull cycles um, and just saw that the miners sort of outperformed everything uh including MicroStrategy and um yeah, at one point, like, you know, Overstock and Square proxies for Bitcoin. I think Overstock still kind of is a proxy for Bitcoin, even though I'm not sure why. I think I think they got rid of a lot of their Bitcoin. Uh, Tesla's, mm-hmm. you know, used to be a proxy for Bitcoin. You know, there, there's all these sort of uh, GBTC. GBTC was a good play well, as well. Um, but yeah, no, the miners were just like super cheap. They had sold off um, from last summer. Uh, I thought they were really cheap going into... November earnings, uh, and that's a lot of them, like uh, like Mara, beat earnings by nine hundred and fifty percent. Mara, yeah, Mara went from eight dollars to twenty five dollars over over sort of this run. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I was kind of expecting today. I mean, everybody was like, you know, sell the news event. Um, I, I I did I did notice like a technical pattern forming on on Bitcoin on like the one hour chart, um, which has played out. Uh, very well i linked it in the the spacing guild um, and uh, yeah basically uh it's it's a bullhorn which which means uh the volatility is increasing so uh the bitcoin price is actually almost exactly what it was um, 3 days ago uh, and in the meantime it's had huge volatility uh, uh, big swings it you know it touched 49k today now it's at 46600 um, so yeah, I was, I, I I basically got flat. I, I sold a lot of things. Um, I did, I, I did buy puts on, on, uh, BITO, the, uh, the Bitcoin futures ETF, uh, during the spike up to 30, 38 K, I mean, sorry, 48 K. Um, and mainly cause I really wanted to buy puts on the, uh, on all the ETFs that just launched. Um, and it's sort of a hedge, uh, I'm still long, like the mining stocks. I think, I think, uh, you know, we're in a, we're in a, 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 larger cycle outside of the ETF because this is a halving year. Um, so I'm planning on holding the mining stocks, like going into 2025 probably as like as a long-term trade. Um, and so, yeah, I, I bought some puts sort of as a, as a hedge, um, but yeah, let me let me just quickly run through, I just wanted to run through some numbers because okay, there was, uh, was it 10 or 11 ETFs? So we, have a, we have a link in the Spacing Guild of 10. Uh, I went ahead and pulled up the charts of six of them. And I, I mainly just wanted to go over the volume uh, and then and sort of, um, so Bitcoin's down 0.6% uh, on the day. And then we have the mm-hmm. Grayscale Bitcoin Trust new ETF, which is up. Almost one percent on the day traded forty four million shares. The is that still GBTC? High Bitcoin, is, that, is, that, is
0: that that is still it's
1: still ticker GBTC? Okay. Yeah, yeah. But it's um yeah it's so so yeah for people that don't know, there uh, GBTC was a trust um, and has now been converted into an ETF, uh, which a lot of people were sort of betting against um, at one point the the value of the stock compared to the bitcoin that they're holding that the uh was was way off i think it was down almost 60 percent or something so a lot of people did really well on that trade that people actually talked about this in our uh premium ch- chat the spacing guild a lot of people mentioned this trade a while ago this is like when SBF got arrested this was probably one of the best trades you could have made was buying gbtc um sort of betting on it eventually turning it into an etf um but yeah then you know Hash hasher was on that
0: trade the whole time right
1: oh yeah yeah i think hasher and then uh uh who who was it came in today and said um that he slayed the trade where what why am i missing uh, i'm scrolling up through this uh help me out here wait no there you oh yeah jock is pony uh followed Share on the trade and and both of them did exceptionally well. I think uh he was talking about selling some today. But yeah, so what I, I what I found interesting is that GBTC is actually up on the day, Bitcoin's down 0.3% and then you have the iShares Bitcoin Trust down 4 4% having traded 33 million shares. Um so, you know, clearly there's some inefficiencies going on here in the market. Uh, the fidelity wise origin bitcoin fund i tried to or- organize these by volume traded traded 14 million shares it's down 2% on the day the bitwise bitcoin etf is down 4% on the day with 4 million shares and then at this point it starts to become kind of sad the amount of trading that's done on the uh, the ark 21 shares bitcoin etf which is ARC b Uh, Is down six percent on the day, traded five million shares, and then we have the Investco Galaxy Bitcoin ETF down three percent on the day and only traded seven hundred and ninety thousand shares. I am not going to go through the rest. Um, Bitcoins, uh, the Bitcoin CME volume uh, and open interest uh, hit a a penultimate high today uh, with twenty one thousand bitcoins in volume and twenty seven thousand bitcoins in open interest i think a lot of people thought that the um volume on the cme would sort of die out uh on the release of these etfs um so yeah it's a uh, it's a lot of information everybody's trying to digest there's 10 10 etfs that everybody has to deal with you can't trade options on these for another 90 days um and yeah i'll, I'll um one other thing and then you can talk is uh the, yeah the bitcoin miners sold off huge today uh, some of them down 12% uh, uh, and then also coinbase sold off 6%. So it does look like it was a big
0: every time I look event, at the bitcoin the miners of GBTC. every time I look at the bitcoin miners they're down like 20%. They've just gotten crushed, right? So is that just like is that just like the premium coming out that there are all these vehicles to speculate on the price of btc in the market that weren't actually spot btc and now that there's this pure form that that people are just dumping those to convert
1: yeah i'm not i'm not sure it's that simple i mean uh because i think a lot of people used uh, you know i don't i don't think a lot of people are buying the etfs right because we like i just said like the uh we have Mm -hmm. the gbtc uh is the only one that's actually performant today and the rest of them are actually significantly underperforming Bitcoin. Um, so no, I think people are actually just cashing out in the dollars, right? Like, uh, you know, for instance, like, yeah, Mara's down 12% today, but it went from $8 to 25. Right. So I think, I think a lot of people are just taking profits. Um, you know, the, the thing that you, that you, have to go back to in my opinion is, is the having right. And the ha- like the having in demand for Bitcoin. Uh, so, you know, if, if, if Bitcoin has some sort of narrative of, of a store value or it becomes more widely used for payments um, or, you know, basically there has to be some demand driver or else all of this is for not basically. And um, if there is a demand driver and the price of Bitcoin goes up, then, you know, all of these um, mining stocks that sold off today are going to go back up because you, you know, the, uh, the stock's price is based on future cash flows. And you know, there's basically two important things uh, to judge that on when it's a Bitcoin miner, which is what's the price of Bitcoin and what's the, uh, you know, what's the interest rate or what's the perceived uh, you know, future uh, changes in the interest rate, right? Which now a lot of people are thinking... Over the next year or two, we're going to see rate cuts and we're going to see the price of Bitcoin go up. So uh, if if all that's true, then today is just, you know, a volatile moment and uh, the price of all these things will be much higher.
0: Here's what I don't get about this is like the, what, what I would equate this to is like the gold ETF, like GLD, right? So usually you can open the gold ETF and it's at like if gold is at 2000, the GLD ETF will be at 200 or whatever, like there'll be kind of a easy one-to-one um, or like a factor where you can say like, okay, I'm seeing how this is directly tracking the price of this other thing. But with these B- BTC ETFs, it's like, this one's at 40, this one's at 20, this one's at 11. Neither, none of them have a clear intuitive Uh, um, multiplier to get you to the BTC price. Like, isn't that, isn't that kind of like a flaw? Like, why do they do that? What's what's the logic behind that? And I guess, yeah, I mean,
1: that's a really good question of like, sort of, I mean, I would like rephrase the question of is, you know, how is this market going to evolve in five years? Are we still going to have 10 Bitcoin spot ETFs? I mean, there are, you know, there are a lot of, um, you know uh, sort of s p 500 ETF copycats right and and they do have sort of those problems as well. Um, I would expect some sort of normalization right and some uh, it, you know if there's money to be made and there's arbitrage between the ETFs and the spot price and and futures and, and all that sort of stuff, you would expect as as um, as the market matures, more money comes in, that those arbitrages would be closed and and you would get better sort of tracking. I mean, there is, you know, there there are fundamental issues known in the market uh, with ETFs, right? Like for instance, like TLT in the 20 year and um, you know, even, even uh, SPY uh, and QQQ there are, you know, there are times where if you go, you know, trade the futures, like NQ or whatever, uh, the front month is like very far off from QQQ or uh, both are far off from the index. Um, But you know, those arbitrages tend to get closed because those are um, developed markets. So, yeah, I mean, I I would, I would say I would expect the trend to be that either some of these ETFs just drop off because there's no demand for them or um, the, the arbitragers come in and sort of equalize the prices and they start tracking a bit better. But also remember that there's fees, right? So, uh, There's fees and there's friction uh, and and those things will always cause the price to be somewhat different. from.
0: But these ETFs are different in that I guess they're cash settled, right? So you could go and go to one of these issuers and give them, say, 50K and then they'll send send you or you send them a Bitcoin and they'll send you $50,000, right? And that's the kind of ARB mechanism. So there should theoretically always be yeah, I thought like, I thought, I thought it was the
1: shares themselves, though, right? Uh, if I understand correctly, right? The you you can sort of trade in your shares with them for cash. I, 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 oh, yeah. I actually need to go read the the mechanism of what the cash settlement actually is, because there, yeah, there's. <laughs> There, there is something strange there. Uh, I mean, that, that's what, you know, the CME futures are also cash settled, right? Um, mm-hmm. That was a big thing. You know, there's a... What's it called? Um... Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, the ICE, the International Commodities Exchange, they have uh, they oh, it's like brick or something or uh, they have they have physical settled Bitcoin futures. And, and I remember this happened in 2018 or something like that. And everybody thought this was like a big deal and that there was going to be, you know, a lot of demand uh, and then nobody showed up. I mean, it's 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 still very, very little demand for these uh, physical settled Bitcoin futures. Um, so yeah, I mean, part of me, like the cash settlement didn't surprise me on the ETFs. Um, but it does create sort of the, the potential for, you know, what people are worried about, which is, uh, paper Bitcoin. Uh, cause you know, one of Bitcoin's sort of promise to the world is that it's a fixed supply, right? And, and if, uh, you have cash settled ETFs and they're maybe not being, Completely truthful behind closed doors. Uh, that you know, I, I mean, you if if uh, <laughs> if Cletus would hear, he would say, you know, that's not not true. I, I think, but that's just the fear that like most people have is that uh, they're sort of giving out shares of of these ETFs without actually having the Bitcoin to back it up, uh, and and the cash settlement maybe helps helps. Out.
0: Do you have any view? as to the debate of like, okay, now that there's this ETF, people will just be flooding in money in their retirement accounts and stuff. And like, this is like an overall positive for Bitcoin. Or were you just kind of like, I'm just going to try to trade it and see which way it goes like day by day. Uh,
1: I think, I think uh, it was a really easy trade in the sense of, you know, when Bitcoin was at $25,000, uh, just buy it spot and hold it and wait for the ETF announcement. Right. Like in that sense, but um, I don't know, I'm still pretty big believer in like the four year cycle um, that the having like has sort of the biggest impact on price. uh, And that also um, it's an adoption curve, right? Like uh, you can't ignore demand. Uh, If, if, if the demand for Bitcoin is is ever increasing in an exponential way, you know, until it finds sort of its height, which I think I think we're nowhere near that. I, I do believe that the demand for Bitcoin sort of globally is increasing. Um, well then, yeah, I mean, it's a fixed supply and, and it's going to go up and the ETF should just sort of help that. Um, I, I, I can't help but um, think that, you know, the more sophisticated investor is still just going to figure out a way to buy spot Bitcoin if they really want to hold Bitcoin because there are many ways to, like for the individual investor to uh, get Bitcoin in a very easy way and you don't have to pay the 1% fee. So, um, you know, it does feel like the ETFs are more of an institutional uh, tool. And and, and for instance, maybe like the more... um, I don't know, traditional person that like has a 401k now is going to see this, uh, you know, Bitcoin ETF option in their retirement account that they can click on. And then that way, yeah, maybe some more retail will come in. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's hard for me to get too bullish. I've, I, I've, I've really never been too bullish around the whole ETF thing. Um, I, I just saw it as like a tradable event in the sense that people were getting <laughs> getting hyped up about it, and it was just like okay, I mean, you know, but the, I've never seen a more obvious buy the rumors, sell the news. And even if even if Bitcoin goes up from here, right, like you still could have bought at twenty two and sold at forty five, and that's a really fantastic trade.
0: Do you have a view as to your overall? Okay so like you have your trader hat but then you also have your long term hodler hat of of BTC the you know your stack that you don't trade do you view the sort of like financial intermedialization of bitcoin that is embodied by these ETFs as a bad thing cuz like you know the whole premise of bitcoin is self custody and you get it get out of the financial system and it's not the liability of a bank or something else, right? It's something that you directly hold and control. But now this is like intermediate maxing, right? It's the ETF issuers are charging fees and then your brokerage is charging fees and you're never actually hold holding anything in your wallet. It's all, it's just a number in your retirement account now.
1: I mean, I think it's a, you know, another sort of predatory <laughs> uh, practice of like capitalism, right? Like um, uh, the the people that put out these ETFs, like that all they care about is trying to capture that 1% fee. Right. Um, uh-huh. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a bit like cynical, but yeah, no, I, I think in the long run uh, if Bitcoin is going to be Bitcoin and, and survive um, that the ETFs are going to become sort of, like this will be a. It's not going to be like gold, because um, if you if you think about it, okay, let, let me just put it this way. All right, gold is like a a rock, right? It's a you know, it's a it's a shiny, malleable uh rock um that people have value in, and it's heavy and it's hard to send send around, and and it's not a ledger, right? Uh, that that's the biggest difference between Bitcoin and and uh, and gold is um inherently you know who owns all the bitcoin right like the i mean you Mm -hmm. might not know who they are but you know the addresses and you don't like gold doesn't actually store the information about itself and its owners and, and that sort of thing so bitcoin sort of has this like superpower um in the fact that it's like inherently a ledger and the value being transferred uh which is you know the brand new technology never been seen so um uh, yeah, I, I just for me it's like first order logic. If Bitcoin is going to do well, then ten to fifteen years from now the ETFs are going to not do well because um, uh, no one is going to want to hold Bitcoin in the form of an ETF. Uh, there maybe maybe even there will be a brand new um, sort of device created for holding it. But or or I mean or the fees have to go to zero. I mean the fees have to like the ETF holding fees have to like. 10 towards zero, because what you're really paying for with the ETF is um, somebody to custody your Bitcoin, right? And and you can pay a lot of different people to do that already. You can custody it yourself. Um, if you're a sophisticated organization, uh, it's gonna be highly likely that custodying it, it I mean, really, I, I don't know, I guess that's the argument, right, really what it comes down to is, like, how, how expensive is custodying Bitcoin? Um, And if you're, you know, if you're, if you're using it in like a high frequency way then you don't care about custody so much. Um, But yeah, if you're a huge, huge organization that wants to hold a bunch of Bitcoin, uh, it's probably going to end up being cheaper for you to hire in-house people to custody the Bitcoin than, you know, to go through this ETF. uh, I imagine, Uh, I don't know. It's a bit speculative, obviously.
0: Cheaper until they lose it by fucking up their private key or pull a SBF or something.
1: Yeah, I mean that would be the oh man, that would be like yeah a big crisis, you know. Now <laughs> we've we've let the we've let the kids uh, fuck up crypto. Now let's let's let the uh, the big boys fuck up crypto. I mean, yeah, it's uh, no, they have something to prove, right? Um, I, I, I think. I hope people that are listening to this podcast sort of understand the technology behind Bitcoin. Cause in my opinion, it's, it's incredibly impressive, but it, it's like that Spider-Man movie, right? The, the one with Tobey Maguire where the, his dad's like, uh, you know, uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Um, I think Bitcoin custody is, is sort of an unsolved problem. Uh, and, I think the ETFs are sort of a a shortcut shortcut to trying to try and solve that problem. Um, but yeah, I, you know, uh, I, I just think for like in a capitalist world, um, you know, people will learn how to custody Bitcoin. People will develop apps for easier custody of Bitcoin. Uh, you know, I mean, multi-sigs were a huge step in the right direction. Um, there, you know, there's things like Fetty Mint, uh, which I'm still not completely bought on, but um, I think all these things will be competitive with, with the ETFs going into the future and sure they might have, they might have a big run for, I don't know, two to 10 years or even longer than that. Um, And I, yeah, uh, you know, the, like the famous thing that everybody in Bitcoin says uh, it's like, this is good for Bitcoin, right? Like uh, it's, it's, it's one of the I I mean that's the thing I, I sort of laugh at because Bitcoin has just over and over again proven itself to be um an, oh, yeah, the word is anti fragile, meaning uh you know, it's like the boss in a in a video game or whatever where the more you attack it, the stronger it gets. Um
0: I'm just looking at tweets here. Uh so I have a Vanguard account, and Vanguard is famously, at least on Twitter today, not allowing their uh, their clients to buy the Bitcoin ETF. I actually did a test to see if it would let me buy the Bitcoin futures ETF, and it did. It allowed me to buy one share of the futures ETF, but I guess the spot ETFs are being blocked for some reason. And I also I know I've tried to to buy the. Um, Three X levered and inverse levered ETFs, so they don't they don't allow those either. But like, yes to the futures ETF, no to the spot ETF. Are they Gensler maxing? Like, what's happening with? What, why would Vanguard do that?
1: Yeah, that's a really interesting question. I mean, maybe they were predicting they'd have too much demand to sort of fa- facilitate it through their um, you know Web two interfaces or whatever. Um, that's the only guess that I can have. Um, I'd be curious if if it's still that way. Like on Monday, uh, yeah. My guess would be that they're they're just like they didn't actually have the infrastructure in place. Maybe they maybe they were uh, skeptical that the ETFs would
0: actually get released. So Patrick McKenzie, well-known uh, tech guy and no coiner, writes, "Wow, props to Vanguard. They made a decision to not support." buying the Bitcoin ETFs as they judge this is against the interest of their users. They will certainly lose business over this and know that to be true. Next tweet. Isn't that just paternalism? And then the Chad meme. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, seems like they're I, making I th- a branding decision to, to do this.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, we'll, we'll see what happens next week. Right. I mean, I guess uh, if they still have it, then they're sort of saying, yeah, I don't know. It, 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 there, you know, there was an interesting comment like from uh, Jamie Dimon yesterday, right? And then people were like, "Oh, well, he's actually part of backing some of these ETFs," <laughs> but he went on TV and said Bitcoin is, uh, you know, only used for whatever terrorism and gambling or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, we have to talk about this. Uh, so obviously today, today is the eleventh. Uh, this is the day that they actually traded but yesterday at around i don't know two or three in the afternoon there was a tweet posted from the sec account saying that they had um, approved the bitcoin etfs and then maybe like 20 minutes later gensler the sec chairman had a tweet saying that the account was compromised and no no bitcoin etfs had been approved so there was a massive spike up, and then a massive spike down to even lower. Were you at your computer trading during that time? Like, did you did you catch that, or were you away from the computer? How how did you, you sort of how did you process? Oh, that? I
1: definitely, I definitely got stopped out uh, of a trade on that. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I should should have should have had a, a sell order at at forty. That's actually when this sort of bullhorn formed. Um, that uh, they call it, they call it like the Darth Maul candle in in uh, in in Bitcoin because it looks like Darth Maul from Return of the Sith uh, with his double red
0: lightsaber. Um, generally in crypto, you when were stopped up, out on uh, the upside. You were short and got stopped out on the upside or on the downside.
1: No, no, no. I was long. I went significantly into profit, and then uh, I think I think within. A few five or six minutes or something or yeah I can't remember exactly how fast it went uh uh the price came crashing back down and and hit my stop loss um so yeah uh what yeah what a day um at the same time like I said now if you you know from a technical from a technical standpoint it, if you didn't know any of this was happening uh you can go look at the Bitcoin price on an hourly time frame and you can see this bull horn that's formed, uh, which yeah, it, a suggestion that volatility is increasing. I mean, that's basically, uh, that's basically the takeaway from that. Um, so yeah, so you would expect very wide swings, um, up and down. And, you know, if, if at the end of the day, you know, if, if, if February comes and Bitcoin's at $50,000, that wouldn't surprise me. If, if February comes and Bitcoin's at $40,000, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, I do feel very confident that over the next month um we're gonna see big swings uh i'm talking uh hold on let me just measure this Uh, yeah i'm talking like five percent up and uh 15 percent down (laughs) like you know uh you know maybe on a single day probably five percent swings either direction over the next uh month or two um yeah as people sort of try and digest all of this news, um, rationalize it, and uh, make sort of investment decisions around how they want to position themselves. Um, obviously, the people that have been long Bitcoin for from much lower uh, have to decide, you know, if anyone was long from under $20,000, um, you know, they're looking at almost a three X sitting on, you know, that they have to decide whether or not they want to take profits on. And then, um, you know, anyone new reading this news has, has to decide whether or not uh, buying right now is a good time. So I would I would guess uh, that we're going to see, you know, uh, probably both 50 and 40K Bitcoin over the next month.
0: And I guess I was not expecting ETH to pump so much the next day. What do you make of that? Oh yeah, yeah, so I actually called. If we're hitting to sell the news.
1: Yeah, I called this out uh, on the Badger Discord. And maybe I didn't uh, say it very clearly because then someone afterwards said, uh, am I making any sense? Uh, But yeah, I said said this word for word. I said, actually, I think Bitcoin ETF announcement would be the point that ETH BTC finally bottoms as people sell Bitcoin into ETH, expecting the same thing to happen ETH to ETH as the likelihood of the ETH ETF would skyrocket in the moment and it would be a sell the news event for Bitcoin. And uh, yeah, so basically the point of all that was that I think that Bitcoin will probably go down maybe relatively in the short term and that ETH would uh, finally find its bottom against Bitcoin, which appears to have happened uh, with ETH rallying you know, very strongly off of the fake news that you talked about and then uh, continuing to rally off of uh, the real news. Um, and yeah, my logic is sort of that people... Well, so, f- so first of all, uh, Bitcoin and ETH are the only two um, cryptos that trade on the CME. Uh, I've made this argument for a long time that I think the only reason that ETH is the number two cryptocurrency is that it trades on the CME and it has nothing to do with... Anything else? uh, (laughs) uh, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. But uh, I'm just I'm just uh, restating that. Um, And so because of that. Yeah. Yeah. No. I there's a guy there's a guy on Twitter with a lot of followers that messages me probably every quarter um, uh, to the Footguns Twitter account and asks me to to put the ultrasound money uh, symbol next to Footguns and I just troll him every time. Um, yeah, no, I think, I I think it's just an obvious, uh, like because of the fact that the Bitcoin, uh, ETF was approved and then everyone else's minds, they're thinking, oh, okay, well, this must mean that, you know, uh, people are going to go file for an ETH ETF next. Um, this trade worked, we might as well close this trade and get long Ethereum, get ready for that trade. Um, and it seems like that logic has played out pretty well i was actually surprised i i thought i was more vocal about this i'm pretty sure i tweeted about it um i definitely said something in the badger speculation chat and i'm pretty sure i said something in the Footguns uh chat but i was yeah i was really surprised when uh eth went up on the fake news and then there was all these huge um following you know big follower like 300 plus 300k plus uh twitter accounts that were like well, now we know like the what ETH's gonna do when this happens, and I was like, I don't know. I kind of thought it was obvious that this would happen, but um, yeah, it it now seems like that has happened. I do think now that ETH will also experience big volatility. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if um, twenty five hundred is retested before three k. But I mean, three k starts to seem uh, pretty obvious. Hey. Um, I've been thinking about this a lot. We'll, we'll get this in and then if you have any more questions, let's let's wrap it up because I really want this to be just about the ETF. But um, do you know uh, Benford's Law? No, what's that? So Benford's Law is this mathematical uh, proof uh, that proves that basically there are more numbers uh, sort of in a distribution than uh, that start with one, two, or three than uh, any other number, and this is actually they use this to sort of bust people for um, fraud on on oh, like for accounting tax fraud and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And so I was yeah, just thinking, yeah, I and heard maybe of that. yeah. Maybe maybe yeah. this is yeah. So maybe <laughs> this is bad logic, but uh, I just gotta at least throw it out there. But I was just thinking about like, okay, so if you take if you take um, Bitcoin, right? You take you take the the closing value every day, like since Bitcoin has existed. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's not trade right now. It's not trading at one, two or three, right? It's trading at 40, 46,000. Um, so according to Benford's law, it, it either has to go back to 30,000 or even 20,000, or it has to go to hundred thousand because if it spends too much time between forty-seven and a hundred, or forty-seven and twenty thousand, uh, then it'll break Ben's, Benford's law, basically. Uh, so yeah, I just found I thought that was interesting. I'm, I was actually going to go and plot it and see how far off uh, we are. I just haven't had time because I've been busy. Um, but yeah, I, are I you mean, saying just, that means just my into- Eli
0: Lilly stock, which has been uh, hanging out at like six twenty. My Eli Lilly's going to a thousand.
1: Yeah, I mean it. It uh, if it, it falls into our rule of big round numbers, right? Like you know, I mean it, it's uh, like I'm pretty sure that that our sort of trading rule of big round numbers actually is just Benford's law. Um, yeah, yeah. Like it, it, it it's two options. It either has to go all the way back down to you know the lower order of magnitude, or it has to go up to the next one. Um, and it basically is, it's not allowed to trade for. You know, obviously, you have to go look at the history, right? If it traded at $100 for 20 years, then it could trade at other values for a long time before breaking Benford's law, right? But, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure if you just go check out the distribution of of Bitcoin, uh, intuitively, to me... Um it either has to go back down to like you know fifteen k or or up to hundred thousand dollars to satisfy Benford's law, but yeah I don't know, I don't know I don't know but I, I mean i'm I'm obviously holding spot bitcoin and I've been holding since three thousand and I'll probably keep holding for a long time but um I, I i am considering adding based on that thinking that we do actually finally get the move up to a hundred k mm hmm
0: what do you put more stock into the Benford's law thesis or the, uh, Marin astrology, uh, goth thesis?
1: Well, I mean, I think we got like, it's, it's, uh, what's the word, uh, convolution, right? Uh, a lot of things pointing in one direction, then, uh, you know, might as well take the bet.
0: (laughs) All right, cool. Well, this is good. And, um, I think we have a bunch of other stuff we can get into next time about what the hell is going on with ETH. And I can get into the story of my uh, Solana phone saga, but we will leave that to the next episode. So uh, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time. Thanks.